Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Houdat Nation. We are back in the flow here in the studio. WWL getting you ready for a noon kickoff. Your New Orleans Saints taking on the New York Jets. And if there was any week for a get-right game for this New Orleans Saints squad... We present to you the lowly New York Jets. And I know we talk about how every team is tough in the NFL. They've got professional players. But this Jets team might be even more hurting than the Saints right now because at least the black and gold are a little bit healthier. And the best news to me is we have the offensive weapon back in the flow, the top rusher, the top receiver on the team. Alvin Kamara, and also both of our fantasy teams, Steve Geller, Scott Alexander here on First Take this morning. And it's been a rough go. I told you, it's like I need a win today and some help in order to make the playoffs. Hoping Kamara can help me do that. And I know you were saying the same thing where basically you're you're in, but you can improve your seating, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not 100% in. But, uh, yeah, if I win today, I'm in. If I don't, I need a little help probably. But the bottom line is this. It's a comforting feeling for us and mostly for the Saints fans out there. That Kamara's back. I mean, because the bottom line is this. Alvin Kamara makes this engine go. And you just have a better feeling when he's around. I mean, he is a real, a real weapon. Like we, we talked about this last week against the Titans. It was a helpless feeling watching the Saints offense. I, not the Titans. I'm talking about the Monday night game against Cowboys. Uh, the Bills before Oh, the Bills, the okay. Bills There's so that. many ones I felt helpless of late. The, today I'm feeling good. Cowboys, I felt a little better, even though they didn't score a ton. I mean, at least with Taysom, you were getting some running out of that. You know, you got some stuff going on. The, the accuracy wasn't there, mainly because of the, the mallet finger. But the bottom line is this. Kamara is a real weapon, one of the best in the NFL. I mean, I put him up with true weapons up there with, like, Tyreek Hill, obviously Christian McCaffrey when he's healthy, Dalvin Cook, and then the big Derrick Henry. Those are the guys that are true weapon guys. You know, Travis Kelsey at tight end. But and he, he can change a game. We saw what he did on, on, on Christmas Day last year. What, five, unbelievable, six right. I mean, unbelievable game. And uh, that's what he can provide for you. And, you know, we do have the issue, we're going to get into it, where you have the guys that had COVID. Obviously, if you haven't heard yet, Cam Jordan did not make the trip. He's that's not going to play. And that's a huge loss. You're talking about a guy that can run, stop, and pass the rusher. He's had a lot of sacks lately after starting the season slow in that category. But here, here, Steve, when you're talking about the trade we're going to have, let's get into it right now. Yeah, yeah. You're bringing in three all-pros, or two, two all-pros and two guys that are really on that level, I say all-pro, Pro Bowl players, and two are on the level of coming becoming Pro Bowl players, and that's C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Marcus Davenport in the defense. They haven't been Pro Bowlers yet, but I believe they're that talented. And on the offensive side of the ball, you get your you get your, your tackle back. You, you got Teron Armstead back. Ryan Ramchek's still out, but we talked about Alvin Kamara. So you bring in those four in, and then you don't have Cam Jordan, obviously, Mark Ingram, Ty Montgomery, I'll take that trade all day long. Also, two linebackers, Pete Werner and Caden Ellis, also out for this game with the injuries, not with COVID. And who they were out last week, too. So, yeah, I'm just comparing, you know, what we had last week yeah. to what we have this week. And it, this is the trade I'll take. It's really amazing with this defensive line. We talked a little bit out of it. You kind of 
you get one, you got to lose another. And that's we've been playing this shell game all year. It's like, okay, great. We got Marcus Davenport back in the mix. But now, due to COVID protocols, we're not going to have Cam Jordan in this consecutive game streak, his Ironman streak of 172 games straight being played will come to an end because of, I'm guessing, a, a positive test still he's getting, even though uh, I saw him tweeting, and he came on with Mike Haas on Tuesday, even on WWL. Monday, right? Yeah, I was Talking about how he's asymptomatic, right. working out at home, doing running, feeling no breathing issues, and it seemed like he was going to be on track to play this game, so I was really positive all week. I was too. I was too, and I was a little surprised just to hear that. I know Sean's press conference on He didn't Friday. sound so confident, right. Yeah, he didn't sound confident, which started making me think the other way. So, But I was still surprised. I thought he'd pull through. It was early in the week. You have to have those two negative tests within a certain span. And we felt that he had the time. Mark Ingram got his COVID later in the week, so we knew he was going to be out. But, but you know, yes, it, it, does, it does stink for him because he is healthy enough to play football. But we have a thing called a, a pandemic going on right now, so they're not going to take any risk whatsoever about how, wherever good he feels, however asymptomatic he feels, he is out. But that 172-game streak – and never missing a game. He was drafted in 2011 in the first Unreal, round, right? along with Mark Ingram that same year. But that's a remarkable record for his position in particular. I mean, it really is. I guess every position gets injured. But for whatever reason, it seems defensive linemen, you usually miss a game in a year at least, and, and a lot of times even more. With We've seen that with Mark and Davenport. So that record is pretty remarkable, and I hate to see it go by the wayside. Yeah, we've seen, obviously, Cam do amazing things, and he's on the back end of his career right now. I would hope that besides the knowledge he's passing on to Marcus Davenport, I wish he could you know, pass down his health track record would be amazing because, yeah, just seeing Cam since 2011, like you said, a first-round draft pick, and to never miss a game playing that defensive line position uh, at the DN spot – Really amazing, and I know you, you got to credit, I guess, good genes, uh, a great workout routine for him, and honestly, a whole lot of luck because of what we see nowadays with these injuries. And I, I just wondered, just throughout the NFL, and including the Saints, do you think that this lack of an offseason, that the strength and conditioning programs that have been so limited, the less preseason, that this has had a negative, negative effect on conditioning for teams? To me, it just feels like that's a huge answer right there. Of course. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's all it. I mean, offseason, you're not going to do the same stuff. A lot more this year than obviously last year. Because... But the players wanted that too, which is... Right, right, right. <laughs> but the fact is, is listen, uh, as far I agree with you. That that's a, that's a solid point. But the far as today goes, and 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 you're talking about a guy when he's healthy. You made a super point there with Davenport because he's been missing half his career, right? I mean, at least a and thumb, an elbow, a shoulder, always something. But when that dude's healthy, man, I mean, if he was having that kind of streak, obviously his career has been a lot shorter. But if he had not missed a game in his career, we might be talking about a different dude. We might be talking about one of the the premier. All uh, defensive ends in the entire league. Talent-wise, I believe he's on track to be that, but health-wise, we haven't been able to see it. Yeah, and the f fans don't want to hear about, you know, the injury track record of him and where because of where the Saints drafted him. But you've got to imagine that uh, a healthy, like you said, Davenport means so much more to this defensive line, and you see that talent. And it's unfortunate that. Obviously, the Saints drafted another D, big, big DN this year in Peyton Turner, and he's already having those injury issues as well, too. Yeah, he's following track with Davenport. Uh, you know, both those guys, 
needed to get bigger. I mean, Davenport was always already a big guy when he was drafted at the university. Filling out that young frame still. Yeah, and Peyton Turner even more so. I mean, Peyton Turner, uh, yeah, he he was not a project because he's a guy that was drafted in the first round as well. But Peyton Turner, I believe in two years, you might, if Davenport sticks around, you might have really two different kind of monsters. I mean, Cam Jordan's a six-foot guy. These dudes are just tall and strong. Yeah, I loved how he talked about that during uh, training camp. It was like, I'm like the short guy now in the D-line at 6'5". Right, yeah, 6'5". I didn't mean 6'4", 6'5", something like that. Whatever he is, he's he's shorter than those dudes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean – you know, and here's the crazy thing. You know, Sean was also talking about this at the at the press conference on Friday, how they have kind of with the post-Drew Brees era, knowing that was coming, they were building their teams from the inside out on the lines. You know, they had all those number one picks on the offensive line, all those number one picks last year. The whole defensive line was number one picks. Uh, not on your mind, but like, you know, Rankins and Malcolm Brown, even though the Saints didn't draft him, Davenport and obviously Cam Jordan. Right, they were first-round first talents, right. The, and the other side, other than Armstead, was pretty much the same thing. I know the center, McCoy, was a second-rounder, but but yeah, these were all first and second-rounders pretty much. And so that's what they've been building. And when you're missing all these guys, which you have, you know, you've played the better part of the last few weeks without three of your offensive linemen, and you're missing a lot of the defensive linemen as well, uh, it's, it's going to affect your team. Because people notice, like both of us talking about Kamara coming back, and that's such a big deal because we get to see what he does. He's so electric, and that's what sells tickets. But it's the guys in the trenches, really. When you have really good ones, it makes a difference when they're not on the field, and it's, it's noticeable. Well, it's definitely gr- great to have Teron Armstead in the mix, but you had mentioned earlier, too, yeah, still no um, Ryan Ramchek. I didn't see him at all at practice this week. And hoping that, you know, his, his deal is – He's able to come back sooner than later, especially if this team is going to make a stretch, a, a push for the playoffs down this stretch. Another guy we didn't talk about who will not be in today's game, and it's not because of injury, it's not because of COVID, Deontay Harris, uh, the kick returner slash wide receiver, a guy that's been suspended now for the three games three games this year because of his uh, DUI in the offseason. Uh, a little bit of an issue, though, to look at what's going to trickle down now. You would think, okay, maybe Ty Montgomery could fill in on the kick-punt return, and he's out with COVID. Well, maybe a guy then, there's uh, little Jordan Humphrey. Well, not so fast. He's questionable with a hamstring injury. He popped up late on the injury report. People are talking about a guy, Aesop Winston Jr., who's now been elevated from the practice squad to come into that special teams role. That's going to be something very interesting to watch today. A guy really, uh, I'm sure Saints fans don't know much about. Uh, beca- I know a lot about him, actually, because I, I do a lot of Pac-12 games. So okay. I, he was with Gardner Minshew right, right. Uh, in Washington State, and, I, and he was like their third receiver on that team. And he was good. He's very good. They threw the ball every down, and they, they used their wide receivers a lot more. Well, I guess he's doing that at Mississippi State. It seems like he throws the running back now a ton. But, yeah, Mike Leach was the head coach out there. Aesop Winston got a ton of catches. Uh, I always thought he was good. I knew he, he had a couple connections in training camp with Jameis Winston, his yes. quote-unquote cousin. Right. Uh, but the fact is, is this guy can play. It's just that how much time does he have with Taysom Hill? You know I mean? You know, that's the thing in the NFL. It's timing with your quarterback. We've seen it. If you're just a little bit off, Simeon was a little bit off. and not He wasn't much off a lot of times, but we, I, we're in the dome. We see you know, one millisecond that you're off on your timing, it's, it could affect everything. And that's the thing when you keep having injuries at that partic- position in particular, 
more so than running back because that's an instinct position. Running back, you get the ball, you run the ball, you see the field, you're going to do it. Hit the hole, like follow your blockers. Receivers, it's a whole different ball game. I mean, you have to be on target. If a, if a defender has got one step one way, then the quarterback and the receiver are obviously reading that, and there's no signals half the time. They, they're supposed to know what they do when that defender's playing a certain way. And maybe Winston might not have it all since he hasn't been here that much. But the fact is here, you're going to rely on Traycon Smith and Marquez Callaway a lot now that you definitely don't have Deontay Harris. You, you brought back Kenny Stills. I was going to say, you brought back cut. Kenny Stills. Also, uh, uh, Kevin White was put on the practice squad. He's gotten elevated to the active but roster. That's what I'm talking about. These are guys that were cut. Kevin exactly. White was cut. Kenny Stills was cut, and they're both going to be in regular rotation today. That's interesting. Give the ball to Kamara. <laughs> a lot. Right. Uh, I'm expecting to see, too, uh, another guy that was activated uh, from the practice squad, uh, a Bobby Bear favorite at tight end, Ethan Wolf. <laughs> Ethan Wolf is now also. So there's a, there's a lot of uh, yes, yes. a lot of movement on this roster heading into this game. But you you I think when everybody looked at this schedule to start the season, I'm sorry, Jets, but you were circled as a win. I'm pretty pretty much sure for everybody, even though it's a road game. Even though I was a little skeptical about the Giants and Falcons game, and, and in hindsight, rightfully so, for whatever reason, it's probably because Kamara's playing more than anything in Davenport, et cetera, uh, is that this is a game I feel very comfortable about. I, feel, I don't feel the offense is going to be as helpless. I mean, a lot, you know, we don't know how well Taysom's going to be able to throw the ball. That's the big if here. But you got to feel with their injuries – and, you know, with, uh, with the Kamara coming back, and he's, he feels super healthy. He said he could have played against the Cowboys 10 days ago. Right, and, and Sean just held play. him back to be pre- precautional with a little nagging hamstring issue he had had. It would have been nice to see uh, on Thursday night our superstar. But, but the fact is, I get it. I mean, you're, you're playing the long game. You're looking at this as like, hey, the schedule looks like, you know, even if we're 5-7, and seven, if you win the next four out of five, you have a pretty good shot at making the playoffs. And that's basically what has to happen. I don't see 8-9 getting in. Nine and eight might not even get in, but the fact is, you got to do it now. You know, Tampa on the road, that's probably not a win, but, you know, they've won against Tampa five regular season games in a row. So who knows? But the fact is, is these games are all kind of in your ballpark. Carolina, Atlanta, five and seven like you. The Dolphins, although they're playing better, they're like you. And obviously, the, today's game is a game you have to have because. We might not be here next week if they don't beat the Jets. Scott Alexander, <laughs> Steve Gelly here on First Take. Want to hear from you, Houdat Nation. Give us a call on the Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line, 504-260-1870. Coming back with more First Take right after the break. Steve and Scott on WWL. Start of the week, it was an 80% chance of rain. It's down less than 5%, high 40s, 12-mile-an-hour winds. There'll be a favorable wind in this stadium, meaning – You'll see the kickoffs in one direction going to the end zone and maybe an unfavorable win if it's 12 mile an hour. That's Saints head coach Sean Payton talking about the weather conditions in East Rutherford, New Jersey, even though we're playing the New York Jets. Neither the New York Jets or the New York Giants play in New York. As a kid growing up in New Jersey, that always bothered me. And people ask, how the heck did you end up an Eagles fan? It was kind of a turnoff, like I don't. I didn't understand as a kid why these two teams that are playing in New Jersey are both New York squads, and I ended up liking the Eagles helmets better. So that that stuck with me. But I just I just think That's it's why you're an Eagles fan. That that ended up being the reason I was a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Um, that and because of like I said, the helmets they were always playing the Giants, so I'd see them a lot. 
But my dad didn't care anything, had no loyalty to teams. He was more of the gambler, so he's more uh, loyal to the guys that were making him money, which was usually the Dallas Cowboys, honestly, but I couldn't stand them. But it's, yeah, East Rutherford, New Jersey. I'm looking at the conditions right now. It's about a mid-40s day, sunny, which is really good because uh, the beginning of the week, you heard Sean Payton just mentioned there as well, there was like about an 80% chance of rain, and I didn't think that would be very beneficial for a quarterback with mallet finger on his throwing hand. Yeah, you need any kind of conditions you can get, you know, in your favor. And, yeah, the mallet finger is not going to help. But the rain and the mallet finger, we've been running every down on that situation. But, listen, uh, going into this game, I, let's hope weather's not a factor. Let's just hope that they can beat this team. This is a team that's 3-9, but they have had two big wins. The same, the same week in that the Saints lost to the Giants in overtime, well, the Jets beat the Titans right, in how? overtime. And, it, and it, was a, it was a similar situation where they had to come back and take the lead from the Titans, just like the Giants did to us in the fourth quarter, and went to overtime, and they won. So they can beat, and they beat the Cincinnati Bengals as well. And we know and that's when the Bengals had, had ripped off a bunch of wins in a row, and they were playing good football. So they're capable. We obviously know they have injuries as well. But this is the NFL. We've seen each week. That's why these dynasty pools are almost all over by now, because each week we've seen the craziest of crazy Houston Texans winless and they go and beat somebody good so anything can happen right here but the saints the law of averages has got to catch up right they've lost five games in a row you've heard this non-stop it hasn't happened in peyton's entire tenure in new orleans and it's just a weird feeling walking around it reminds me of how it's always been when i was growing up see i was just about to mention that i i don't know any better i came down here in 2000 yeah um i didn't start working with wwl till 2006 and finally got involved the sports department my first year was the Super Bowl year. So all I've been surrounded by pretty much is winning, winning, winning. There was obviously those lean years, the seven and nine, is as bad as I really know it. Yeah, other than Bobby Bear, I mean, years, those years in the late 80s, early 90s, all the way up to 2000, we were terrible. I mean, let's be real, terrible. And I was a Saints fan from birth. I mean, literally, I'm, I've been around since the Saints have been around. Yeah. And, uh, you know, lived next to the stadium back in the old days when they played a two-lane stadium, the 80,000-seat Sugar Bowl stadium. Uh, so I've, I've seen it all, and I know I talk about this every other week, but you you got here in the glory days, and there's a lot of there's a lot of people like you. I mean, you're not even, even fans that grew up here that didn't start liking them until they were winning, and yeah, all of a sudden exactly. they're, they're lifelong fans, of course. Yeah, I say that sarcastically, but the fact is, yeah, winning is very nice, and we're so used to it now. The worst record we've had has been seven and nine, and since 2005 that's the worst record i mean that's not great but seven and nine's not bottoming out like almost every other team and other than like the cowboys maybe and, and uh well the cowboys even went one in 15 one year when aikman was a, a rookie so but you know they haven't bottomed out and that's that's the testament to peyton because he's going to battle to the end some of these years in fact recently maybe the last seven and nine season it looked like that could have gone like 5-11 and 11 or something, and they battled back and won some games. So he's never going to tank. I don't care where you go. Sean Payton will not tank. He's too much of a competitor, too much of a winner, and he wants to win. And right now, I hate to say it because I don't want to give false hope to anybody, but they are right there in the playoff mix. I mean, they're, they're not in it right now, of course, but they're certainly in the hunt. They're right behind the teams. And with that added spot, making it seven instead of six in the, each conference, well, that gives a whole lot more teams hope at towards the end of the season. I think the NFL knew what they were doing with that because, you know, when you get into December and you still have hope and, the, and, and most of the NFL still does, believe it or not, for the playoffs, then uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, you pointed out the NFC still, you know, wide open here for one of those wild card spots. The problem with the Saints are having that I see is obviously you've got teams – 
in that mix as well that they've lost to already. Uh, they're going to have to make up that ground some way. And obviously, uh, the players were talking about it this week too. They're, you know, they're not – their eyes aren't glued to what they need to do, their predicament of uh, different scenarios this team's going to have to have to make the playoffs. They just know they've got to win games in order to make That's the postseason. Yeah, yeah. And, and right now, yeah, I, I've – there's been no five-game losing uh, skid in the Sean Payton era. This is a first this year. And I think uh, the criticism on this team uh, a little uh, piled on too much just because I've, I think of past expectations with this team. But when you look at the injuries that uh, this squad sustained this year, it's really unprecedented. And not just the injuries, it's been to who the injuries are to. Uh, and just the turnover after a year where you had your Hall of Fame quarterback leaving, it's it's not it hasn't been ideal this season. But it's also like you mentioned earlier, it's not bottom of the barrel of the pits. There's 16 teams in the NFC, right? Yeah, there's only five with winning records. It's unbelievable, there's right? Five with winning records, so you're in the hunt. I mean, the, the, you beat the Washington Redskins, and they're six and six. They'll likely lose to the Cowboys today. They'll be six and seven. I mean, you know, I'm not saying it's going to happen for sure, but it, you know, they're four and five point underdogs. It could yeah. happen. So you're still there. Just get some momentum right here, and it's got to start today. I'm, I'm not trying to give everybody hope, but I do have more hope than I've had when I knew uh, Kamara wasn't in, when I knew both of our tackles were out on the offensive line. These aren't just regular players. These are all game changers, and Peyton made that very clear in the press conference. He has not used excuses, but that was a little shot at me. Yeah, sure, it changes your game plan and what you're, you want to do. Because everybody was talking about he was answering a Kamara, a Kamara question in that press conference, and he quickly deflected. It's not just Kamara. These two tackles. The and interior, he got, right. He held his hands up. These two anchors, <laughs> these two bookends that we have, when they're out, it changes everything. And and, it, and the whole game plan has to change. And he said, I, I can't put these guys that haven't aren't used to – facing a pass rush like the Cowboys in a bad situation. So there's so much behind the scenes that we don't even realize is going on every single day at Saints camp and what these coaches have to deal with when all of a sudden players that they count on heavily are out. Well, the big thing, too, for Taysom today is obviously um, the finger injury isn't going to ha- affect his mobility. I plan – I think we'll see a lot of that uh, doing that, his, you know, run read pass option. you got to do that. that. That's, but the, 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 when he we are throwing – I say we. When the Saints are throwing, these these receivers got to catch the ball. I think that's that's a no-brainer, obviously, as well. There's been so many issues this year with drops and guys not being able to, to get these passes when the, the quarterbacks are making the throw to them. Let's be real. We have a bunch of uh, number three receivers, okay? I mean, that's – these. It are is good, what it is, right. Good football players, but they're not number ones for a reason. Your number one's Michael Thomas, and he hasn't seen the field hardly – it feels like in two years. But, yeah. Basically, right. Yeah, but listen uh, – this New Orleans Saints team has a formula that they've used, and when Kamara's out, and when you when you're thin because of what happened in the last previous years, you're, you know, you've been paying, you know, Robin Peter, and now it's time to pay Paul because you're trying to get Breeze a championship. Well, now you, you we know what happened. You, you were thin. You you couldn't afford any injuries. The last couple of years we've had backups that were almost as good as the starters. So when they went out, now our backups are practice squad players or even guys that weren't on rosters anywhere, and you know, a few weeks ago, and now. You know, this offensive lineman that played the last week, Mills, I'd never heard of yeah, him. Yeah, everyone was like, who's that? Well, that's my point. That's what you're dealing with now. You're not you're not putting in a backup like, a, you know, an Easton, like, dude, you know, coming off, and he's like a, pretty much a starter, but he's your sixth offensive lineman. So all that matters is a perfect storm of bad. I feel today's a perfect storm of good happening because you're getting four 
extremely key players. Yes, you lose, you know, Ingram, who's, I mean, listen, Ingram was a backup in Houston for a while there, so it's not like he's super key. Definitely a, a, a valuable role player that no you know you can count on that knows the system. But the point is here is Jordan's really your only starter out right now out of the guys that weren't here last week. I know Ramchek's been out, but out of the guys that weren't here last week, and now you have four back. And we talked about how C.J. Gardner-Johnson, his value, like I don't, that hurt me almost as much as Kamara in a lot of ways because he is the heart and soul of the defense in a lot of ways. You know, he's, he's the guy that – Spark plug, you know? Spark plug. I mean, he's a catalyst just like Kamara is on the offense. Now, Kamara is obviously a pro bowler. C.J. hasn't sniffed that yet, but – but when you're talking about that, and I, you know, you've been, I've been espousing the praises of Davenport easily since we, you and I started the show. So he's back, and then obviously when Armstead, that's a lot of valuable talent that is back on the field. So when you combine that with playing the Jets, who are very injured as well, not saying like I said, once again, I'm not counting a victory, but I feel I'm marking it down a comfort level <laughs> with this game that I really haven't felt. I was hoping in a lot more in the previous weeks, like hoping, particularly the last couple, yeah. Uh, and now I've, I feel pretty good about this one. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm not hoping here. I'm definitely feeling this is the win. Uh, this is a win this week. Uh, the Saints are five-and-a-half road favorites. I know that's fallen down. I think they opened up as six-point favorites, so it's kind of went down a little. But you, you have a, a first-year quarterback, a first-year head coach, a team that's banged up along the offensive line, a defense that's not very good uh, in the New York Jets, and – the the Saints are a starved team for a victory right now. We've seen some positives from this squad during this skid, and this has got to be the week to put it all together. And with Alvin Kamara back, with the Tehran Armstead back, even you mentioned C.J. Gardner-Johnson, I'll, I'll take the hit of losing a, a Cam Jordan, a Deontay Harris, and some of the other pieces just because – with me to Kamara can just is so much of a playmaker that you give him the ball and he could change the game on just one carry. Listen, they have two receivers that that are very good that are just now out. I mean, Elijah Moore. Oh, was, right, exactly. I mean, that's a big deal, man. And Corey Davis was a first round pick. He didn't really pan out with the, with the Jets. I mean, the Titans that much, but he's having a great season. But now he's out. Elijah Moore is the guy from Ole Miss that was in that great rotation with all those other guys that you know AJ Brown and. And DJ uh, DK Metcalf. So these are good players. So they're starting guys named Keelan Cole and Denzel Mims, who were solid players, but they're more now in our category of what we've been having to deal with, meaning the Saints. We are the Saints, you know, broadcast. So I don't usually say we, but the fact is the Saints are, are having to deal with receiver issues now. They do it, and they're doing it with a rookie quarterback. So it's a little more even now. Yeah, but we have Kamara, and they don't. What What I'm also salivating over is the amount of times that we've seen. Zach Wilson has that penchant for turning the ball over, uh, interceptions. Uh, he's been sacked, I think, 22 times in the eight games he's played and averaging three sacks. He's getting sacked at least three times a game. This offensive line for the Jets is banged up and, and not really protecting him. He's had to run for his life. And, he, and he's a rookie. He's still learning, too. <laughs> exactly. But here, on that thing, before we hit a break or anything, listen, we have BYU quarterback versus BYU yeah, quarterback. Yeah, I like it. I, don't, I haven't dug the research yet, but – I imagine the last time this might have happened was probably, say, Steve Young versus Jim McMahon or something like that. Maybe Ty Detmer got a start in there with your Eagles yes. uh, against one of those guys. But the fact is, is yeah, this is unique. I mean, two BYU quarterbacks going at it. You know, they had that run of great quarterbacks before you were probably old enough to remember the Mark <laughs> Wilsons and Robbie Boscos and all those guys that were around that Steve Young McMahon era. But yeah, they're not known for it lately. And now they got two back to back that are, are starting in the NFL against each other today. Go Mormons. 
Scott Alexander and Steve Geller here on First Take, gearing you up for a noon kickoff in Sea Caucus or East Rutherford, New Jersey, is MetLife Stadium, not New York, against these New- this New York Jets team that's won three games, the Saints team that's five and seven, looking to snap uh, a five-game losing skid. It's got to change. Has to. Who that? Coming back with more First Take right after the break. Steven Scott, talk to you soon. Scotty A, Stevie G here on First Take, gearing up for a noon start this week on a Sunday after back-to-back Thursday games. That was last week, right? The Cowboys game? Everything seems to kind of string together. It was 10 days ago, and it seems like a long, long time ago. I just know (laughs) this is the first Saturday that I've been. Sunday. But hey. Well, yesterday was the first Saturday, I should say. I meant this weekend. Oh, that you weren't traveling? That I have been in New Orleans (laughs) since, um, since before Ida. That's how long I've been on the road every Holy weekend cow. since before Ida. And we knew that Saturday night was so much fun before Ida. Saturday night, which was, Ida was on Sunday because we slept here for like, it seemed like eight weeks. But we were here for a couple weeks doing the Well, that's the when you had your coverage. video that was appearing on hard copy right. and everywhere. <laughs> that's right. Uh, people are still talking about that thing. Somebody told me that With day. the swirling winds and water. It's called the Bernoulli effect. It was the Bernoulli, wind. huh? The wind and stuff, uh, the rain coming off the building, and it was a, a vacuum effect. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that thing got on Inside Edition. Hard <laughs> yeah, that copy. was it, right. Fox News. I mean, it, I was like, didn't realize I could profit off that. I didn't. I, might, I just sent it to... I just sent it to our boy, uh, uh, Noak. Jeff Noak, yeah. Noak, and it was on his personal thing, and all of a sudden there was a million views in an hour. I'm like, what happened here? And the next morning, I got all these texts when I woke up from uh, all these news agencies saying, hey, can we use it? I'm like, sure, use it. And, uh, yeah, I probably should have thought more about that. <laughs> it's amazing what ends up catching fire or what's become so viral on social media. You wouldn't think that a, you know, just – uh, wind and water coming off a building would generate so much interest. You're gonna this will blow you away. Uh, Tokyo, I took I took Japanese at Georgetown. And lived in oh, D.C. Wow. I'm not saying I'm great at it, but they had <laughs> they had that was world 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 uh, agencies were calling me saying like, hey, can I use it? And I didn't. I couldn't even understand half of them. So yeah, sure. But this Japanese reporter said this is the shot of Hurricane Ida on their <laughs> thing. It got it ended up getting a billion views. I'm not even joking you. It was crazy. How much that thing just blew up and went out. But back to the Saints. Yeah, hopefully what blows up today is the Saints uh, and this offense, which we've seen struggle so much, especially to start games. Not getting off to these fast starts seems to really put them behind and in a hole. And just it's been a struggle. We haven't been used to that either. It's been such a struggle to move the ball down the field. Alan Kamara, I'm just telling you. (laughs) I'm hoping so, right. I'm just telling you it's going to be a factor. I mean, when you have guys, he's a special player. That that streak of not scoring early, guess when it started? The game he got hurt. I mean, he did finish that game against the Falcons, and that's the game that started this losing streak. That's the game that started the Saints having to play from behind every single week for five weeks, right? I mean, think about that. Yeah. The Eagles. I mean, we could go on and on about each of those losses, certainly the last two Thursday night games as well, not as big of a hole. But uh, the Falcons, they managed to come back and even take the lead and then only to, to blow that. You see, that that one throw to Cordell Patterson, they could have – I mean, listen, you know, the Falcons got the ball, what, 30, 45 seconds, and they throw a bomb after the Saints had scratched and clawed and took the lead. They would have been 6-2. and two. Huge gut punch, right. It, it was unbelievable what that one play started. And I'm not saying that's the only reason because you had tons of injuries after that, but that started this this landslide that we have. You went from one play being 6-2 and two, – Literally first place over Tampa at that point because Tampa, uh, you know, they lost. They were they ended up being after they started five and one. Saints beat them. They were they were five and two, and then they ended up being like five and three. So 
here's the drill. You would have been in first place. And looking back, and now all of a sudden, what a difference a month makes. I mean, that game was the first weekend of November. Now we're in the, what, the second week of December, and it's just a whole different ball game with what happened to this team. Yeah, I've said it, but, you know, in reports uh, all week, and it's kind of hard to imagine, though, but we haven't seen a Saints win since Halloween, Halloween night. And that was a great win, right? Unbelievable. Yeah, the Dome was rocking against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and uh, you, you could feel the crowd back that night. Everybody was talking about how the Superdome was back kind of thing. Let's be honest. This is the game. I think I think we're not alone. I think most of the Houdat Nation knows that this one is one you feel you can get, particularly getting healthy. And, and But if you don't, for whatever reason, and this is the NFL, anything's uh, possible. We've heard Bobby Bear talk about he's calling in sick if the Saints lose today. I'm telling you, I think most I, of I'm New Orleans. I'm going to be joining him. <laughs> I think most of New Orleans will be calling in sick. This city lives and dies with this team. And even when they were terrible, three and, you know, those two and 12 years when they had 14-game schedules back in the 70s, uh, they live and die. And, and the attitude of everyone has is is different on Mondays, right? And, oh, absolutely. And, and, but right now you're almost to apathy point. If you lose six in a row and that sixth game is against one of the worst teams in the league who them they're not even healthy, then I think this is gonna turn a whole different thing. And I think people are just gonna start looking toward next year and, and demanding Ian Book get in the game just so to see what we got. So I don't want to think negatively like that because uh you know, there's enough that negativity going on <laughs> around sure, the world. Were you surprised so many fans were already calling for Ian Book? And as you mentioned, if you look at the standings, it's crystal clear that this scene is far is this season is far from being over for this squad, despite five straight losses. Well, they just saw what they've seen, right? They've seen Trevor Simeon for four games just not getting it done. You know, Taysom Hill ran for over 100 yards, right? That's only happened with one of the quarterback this season. He looked good. He gave you sparks. He made you change your mind. But people just saw the inaccurate passes, and most of them Four not even not even Traquan Smith knew that he had a hurt finger. I, I, don't, I can't even believe that he didn't know. He says he didn't know till after the game that that he says I thought he was throwing the ball fine. He had the zip and all that. And I said, did you not notice that the balls were like eight yards to your left well, and right? That was one thing I was saying. I was like, well, maybe Traquan needs to pay attention a little right. more. Then I'm no, just saying. I'll, I'll listen to every word of this yes. entire press conferences. Right? I mean, we we do work here, and we. You know, we, we put these reports out. So we listened to them all, and I'm just, like, blown away. He's like, yeah, I didn't know anything. I'm like, wow, okay, maybe you should talk to your quarterback during a break maybe when you're off the field and y'all can get on the same page here. The Oakland Heart Rolex time check, three hours and six minutes till a noon kickoff in MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey against the New York Jets. New Orleans Saints trying to snap a five-game losing skid. We'll talk more about it coming back from the break right after this on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 